0: Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RaPodcast.net. This is episode seven five four, recorded live on March eleventh, twenty twenty three, and here are your hosts: the man who stumbled into the intro segment for this podcast, Dave Pelley. Hi. And the man who knows very well that it's daylight savings time tonight, Iggy Low. Hi. Oh, is it it daylight savings time? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, question.
1: Isn't it daylight saving time? Yes.
0: Or is it it savings time or saving?
1: Oh, I'm the person who knows it's daylight saving time. It's saving. There's no
0: S. Well, there's (laughs) no second S. Hey, all I know is in all of our systems, it's all DST.
1: (laughs) Okay. But that's daylight saving time. Yep. Not daylight savings
0: <clears throat> this is a attorneys general all over again.
1: <laughs> nope, nope, it's not even that. This has nothing to do with plural. Daylights. It's not daylight saving time, it is daylight saving time. <clears throat> could also just call it summertime be like the eu sure i don't know we could do that we could also just call it time and not worry about it yep if we all just agreed that it should just be permanent
0: the question then becomes though is it permanent standard or is it permanent
1: no daylight saving time would be permanent michigan would move to the central time zone where it belongs yes yes we've gone over this many times multiple times andy Stupid Detroit. No kidding. How dare it be an economic center of the state?
0: <laughs> how dare it be the driving force of industrial production during World War II?
1: Right. Willow Run Plant was putting out a B 27 bomber how often?
0: Frickin' like 17 minutes <clears throat> or 43 minutes or something fast. It was
1: like one an hour. Was it the B-17? B-24. At its peak in
0: 1944, it produced a B-24 every hour, says the Detroit Historical Society.
1: That is just crazy. Because you know it was running 24 hours a day. Yes. Right? You had third shift folk coming in. And oh. that's why there's a very large airport there.
0: Uh, it was able to produce, by 1945, it was able to produce 70% of its B-24s in two nine-hour shifts with pilots and crew members sleeping <clears throat> on cots, over a thousand cots, as they waited for the B-24s to roll off the assembly line.
1: <laughs> and so they'd, they'd roll off the assembly line into the Willow Run airport and then the pilots would just get on and take off?
0: I guess so, Yeah.
1: I mean, they had to fly it somewhere to pick up the munitions, right? Like they didn't load them with bombs at the plant. No, that would be ridiculous. Because that, that would, would be a <laughs> terrible idea.
0: Let's just put the just paint a giant bullseye on the roof while we're at it. Yeah. Aim here for maximum demolition.
1: Damn. Some of these pictures, though, of, like, workers at drills and lathes. Wow. Just wow. That plant is huge.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Five million square foot willow run plant. (sighs) Big.
1: Yep. So, next time on Random Michigan History...
0: (laughs) still have to remember who there's, – there's a big factory next to the airport here in Kalamazoo, and I forgot who used to own it. Midlink Business Park. <clears throat> who used to own it? Come on. Give me a history. Oh, former GM plant. There we go. Okay. 340 <clears throat> acre park. that's a big plant yep 2.2 2 million square foot factory on 340 acres Jeez. there was also that's that's basically the reason why there's the, uh, the the big hockey arena in town is built where it was at because it was built across the street from the plant so they would start yeah. the hockey games I think like 20 or 25 minutes or 30 minutes it was some like timed after second shift got off.
1: So that they could get off, go play or watch hockey?
0: Yes, literally get off get off the, the, the second shift and then basically just go across the street to the hockey arena and go watch a hockey game. It was, it was always those like, why are those? This is a weird start time. Well, you know, historically, this was the perfect time for the second shift people to give them enough time to actually leave the factory and come across the street. Mm. Not anymore, though. <clears throat> But yes. No. I uh, am probably going to have to stay up to watch the time change because I need to make sure that all of our automation systems handle handle the changeover correctly.
1: Under. I mean, yeah that that makes sense to me. It it should be a lot. Mm -hmm. In
0: theory, it should be easier than the fall. Because the the fall,
1: you have to worry about them kicking on twice.
0: Yes. There were times where somebody was like, oh, I did this fine. And they they did, you know, they put all their times in there. And then I'm looking at them like, well, no, wait, you've got got this, the second... 150 or you know 250 or whatever it is, the second hour hard sync on there. So it's going to hit the first hour and then it's going to jump over that whole extra hour and go to the end of the it's just no, this one. Basically, yes, yeah, Worst comes to worst, I'll just come in there and just delete the whole two two a.m. block <laughs> and be like, okay,
1: <laughs> poof. Now it's three.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> set a uh, set a time sync at three. I normally do it about three oh six, just in case some of the computer clocks are off, which they shouldn't be. I think I've got everything set up on NTP servers now.
1: What is a time sync in this context?
0: Um, we tell the the system automation that at this time you need to be at this specific song or item. So it's it's a hard sync where it says, okay, at three o six, I want you to be playing this specific thing in the playlist at this time. So if you if you're behind, you can always jump ahead to this one specific point. Okay. They do it for music just to kind of overfill the hour, just to make sure that they have enough music in case some you know one of the ad breaks goes short or something that they'll always put some extra songs towards the end of the hour just to make sure that they have enough music and they'll just put a hard sync at the top of the hour to just skip past the rest of the stuff so yeah if you're fun fact if you're listening to music towards the end of the hour is the stuff that they don't really care about you listening to it's always the top of the hour stuff that they that's (laughs) those are the good songs the songs at 55 57 those are just throwaway songs
1: those are the like we don't care if this actually plays yeah does that mean that there will almost never be an ad between, like, the last five minutes of the hour?
0: I was going to say no, but we've had a couple of syndicated shows where they've started to do that now. Oh, no. And that's super annoying.
1: Because if you have to jump forward, you're going to miss the ad. Yep. And then you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a bad idea. Yep. <clears throat> but we're just, those, like I said, those are the syndicators.
0: So the syndicators set it up that way. So it's just like, all right, well...
1: I presume in their mind it is the, if you start it on time, then it doesn't matter. Yes. So put your time sync to start it, and then you're all set. In theory... <laughs> Because we'll handle everything, because it's in syndication. Yes.
0: In theory, except for sometimes the, uh, well, the the new fun thing is we're starting to get back into baseball season. Oh, no. And baseball games, we have no idea, you know, you could have a million people sit down and have them all predict when the baseball game is going to stop, and good luck with that. So...
1: George Carlin, baseball versus football. (laughs) Baseball has no time limit. We don't know when it's going to end. It might have extra innings.
0: Might have a lot of extra innings.
1: Football is rigidly timed and will end even if you have to go to sudden death. I love George Carlin's comparison to baseball and football. It's so good. Although I hear they added a rule about, like, there's a a pitch clock now.
0: Yes, because the game's growing too long. So they're trying to speed up the games. And who one of my co-workers see if i can find his facebook post i think it was him hockey 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 come on where's your baseball post of course he's a sports guy so he's got all these that's
1: what it sounds like
0: yeah <clears throat> oh, shoot i don't see it he must have posted it somewhere else but they're they're about twenty. 23- three minutes faster now the preseason games with the new pitch clock
1: i approve of this
0: they actually now have this thing where you know normally the catcher will give the signals to the pitcher on what Mm -hmm. pitch to throw now the pitcher has basically a thing on the back of his glove it's basically like a um, basically they have like four buttons and he can actually buzz the catcher to say which pitch he wants to throw now
1: and the catcher can give him like a nod or a shake
0: pretty much, yeah.
1: Because wasn't the whole idea is like the catcher is behind the batter, is closer to the batter, can see mm-hmm. what the batter's doing. Yep. And can signal to the pitcher of, like, hey, like, throw this way. Like, he's got a bad knee. Like, throw here and he won't be able to hit it.
0: Yep. Now the pitchers can actually start calling their own pitches rather than the catcher.
1: Were you about to say calling their own shots? No. Are you sure you weren't about to say calling their own shots? Because you said calling their own and then you paused.
0: I paused because i have been drinking Mountain Dew and I was already about to burp. Ah, (laughs) I'm trying to drink up all my Baja Blast before the next round of Baja Blast comes out. Because I had just gotten reminded... I
1: think you have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I worry about you sometimes.
0: Hey, at least I didn't get the Baja Blast hot sauce.
1: I worry about you sometimes.
0: Yeah, all they say is summer of 2023. And it's like, well, when is that?
1: Whenever they want it to be. That's all right. How was your day? Other than having to stay up until... Three in the morning.
0: It was pretty good. I got uh, Isaac down a little early because he's going to lose
1: an hour of sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does he know that? Nope. Oh, no. you going to be all cranky tomorrow and be like, why am I so tired? Well, it is at least... It is
0: going to be a Sunday, so we don't have to get him up at his normal time.
1: Isn't it always a Sunday? Yes. Okay. Just checking.
0: Yes. Daylight savings is always done on a Sunday. But so... Daylight... Saving. Daylight saving.
1: Thank you. I and the pedants of the world appreciate (laughs) it.
0: (sighs) So we'll just probably just get him up about a half hour later. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Try and get him up at his normal time on Monday. That's going to be the fun one.
1: Let me, let me know how that works out for you. Well,
0: I'm thinking tomorrow I might take him to one of those indoor jungle gyms. He was asking about one.
1: Ooh, that sounds fun. Yep.
0: Yeah. There's, there (laughs) There's one that was just down the road from work that was supposed to have been opened. um, They said by the start of school. No, they said by the start of summer 2022. And here we are in March 2023, and it is still not open yet. But luckily, there's one over by the boxing gym that Kate used to go to that opened up. So we'll just take him over there and let him run around
1: for a bit. Hang on. Can you can you step back just a sec? Kate went to a boxing gym? Yes. I did not know that. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Nope. She was uh, just like, I can get some exercise and get out some of my anger. Okay. I'm like, yep, that will work.
1: <clears throat> Sounds like a good plan.
0: Mm-hmm. So at some point, we might be reviewing a uh, boxing bag. Oh, my. We just got to figure out how to organize everything in the basement.
1: Okay. Hey, I'm organizing everything in the office upstairs. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the problem is we've got the rowing machine, the treadmill, my woodworking stuff, and the washer and dryer down there, and our pantry, quote unquote. And then, of course, there is a metal support pole in the middle of the floor.
1: Holding up the rest of the house. Yes. Yeah, got one of those too.
0: Oh, and our uh, water heater and water softener are over there as well. So it's a very potpourri type room right now.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a Midwestern basement. <laughs> yep. I have a mostly disassembled treadmill, a really crappy rowing machine, I have my 3D printing station, I have the uh, furnace and the water heater and the water softener, the two sump pumps, the metal pole in the center holding up the rest of the house, and the stairs, and then a bunch of storage. So yep, I get you. Mm-hmm. I took down the punching bag.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to just debate if I want to hang it from the rafters or self-standing. But
1: mine was hung from the rafters, and it was a pain in the ass to take down. But it took up just so much space.
0: Yep. So yep, that's going to be tomorrow. It's just try and get him into the new groove.
1: Yeah. So, speaking of new grooves, uh some stuff happened. Yes. This week, we should talk about it.
0: Yep. Where do you, where do you want to start?
1: Silicon Valley Bank? Yes. Silicon Valley Bank. Apparently a thing?
0: Yep, actually one of the top 20 banks in the US.
1: Except they only
0: serve Silicon Valley? Pretty much. They uh what's the uh yeah. 209 billion in total assets at the end of last year
1: that's i don't know if that's a lot like it sounds like a lot but i don't know how that compares to other banks
0: let's see top bank total assets maybe top bank total assets let's see oh here we go largest banks in the u.s by assets uh, Morgan Chase, $3 trillion. Bank of America, $2.5 trillion. Citigroup, $1.7 trillion. Wells Fargo, $1.7 trillion. U.S. Bank Corp, $590 billion. PNC, $553 billion. Goldman Sachs, $513. And uh, Capital One, 391 billion. And how much was Silicon Valley? 209 billion.
1: Okay. So like not giant, but not insignificant.
0: No. Like I said, they're in the top 20, but yeah. they're a, they're 100 billion out of the top 10. And you know, of course, JP Morgan Chase, 3, tri- three trillion. That one.
1: Well, you know, do you remember when they said too big to fail? <laughs> yes. there's a reason they said that and everyone made fun of them for it like what do you mean it's too big to fail like market if it fails it fails i'm like no banks now are not the same as banks in the 30s if it fails there's like shit be bad yo well so this thing is um
0: so the 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 bank Collapsed Friday morning Oops Was taken over by The FDIC uh, F- FDIC
1: Which is the federal government It's the branch of the federal government That says Banks won't fail Because we will prop them up And if they do really shitty We're just gonna take them over
0: Yes and the, the thing though is the fact that The FDIC only insures The first $250,000 Of your deposit Which for you know You and me That's no problem
1: Yeah, I've got $250,000 stored in the bank.
0: But, you know, if you're, say, Silicon Valley venture capitalists or, you know, a tech startup, as a lot of them were, um, that you might have a bit more than that. Yeah. Well, so um, a lot of the tech companies went to Silicon Valley Bank for their banking needs. And so SVB, during the low interest rate you know, tech type boom was flush with cash. So they started to basically buy a lot of long-term bonds. Oh no. So they had $21 billion in bond, yeah, 21 billion bond portfolio, um, which was fine until the Fed recently started raising interest rates. Yep. And so higher borrowing costs, kind of killed most of the tech stocks and most of the um, venture capital. So these companies started to try and pull money back from SVB. Problem is, is all of their... uh... Money was not there, it was tied up in the bonds, so they had to start selling the securities, and they started to basically sell a bunch of their securities at a loss, which um, they announced that they had done this and that they would also sell 2.25 billion in new shares to shore up the balance sheets, which all the venture capitals firms basically told their tech companies, "Hey, this is not a good sign. You guys might want to pull your money from the bank." and then there was a classic run on the bank.
1: Oh no. <laughs> so they did it to themselves.
0: Pretty much, yes. They didn't have enough money on hand because they had decided to speculate on the bond market and it backfired and they are now no longer around. But the FDIC says that they are basically creating a new bank on... <laughs> Silicon Valley Bank collapsed on Friday. The FDIC stepped in due to the, on the request of the California Federal something something.
1: Yep. Um, like, and the, like they do.
0: And the FDIC says job. that they will have the new bank up and running by Monday.
1: Yeah, makes what? sense. I mean, they, I I don't remember where I've seen it. I think it was in um, the G word with Adam Conover, where he actually like goes with the some some FDIC agents. Who are taking over a bank? They're like, this bank is failing. It's dropped down. We've been requested to step in. And they go with them and they like, they call the bank staff together at the close of day and they're like, hey, everyone, just let you know. Uh, this bank has collapsed. we are coming in like we're it, things are gonna feel weird for a little bit but like yeah they, they step in and they know exactly what they're doing. They have run many banks, although running a bank in Silicon Valley shouldn't be different, right? It shouldn't be different no, but it kind of is.
0: So a lot of people are like, well wait a second, this is the biggest bank collapse since you know 2008 and we all remember how that ended up.
1: <laughs> you mean a four- year long recession?
0: Yes. um, A lot of the Treasury Department and the FDIC are... Everybody else is like, look, this is a very (laughs) specific one-off case.
1: This is not a, like, the rest of the industry is failing.
0: Yes. No, this is... You know, this was this was a bank that was tied very tightly to the tech sector, and they played a little risk. They got burned, and it's only the tech sector that really is going to hurt, and hopefully they think the FDIC and the Treasury Department with this new bank should be able to hopefully hold everything over. So everybody thinks we're okay for the moment. Texas, right. Tech sector is going to be a little shaky for a while, but when is it not? Yep go fast and break things. Isn't that the motto?
1: I think that was Facebook. I think that's specifically Facebook.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: but you, they didn't, didn't mean break democracy.
0: <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, so that, uh, that was the, the fun Friday afternoon weekend news to catch up on. <sighs> Let's see what else we get. Oh, what else happened that got collapsed was, uh, San's FCC nomination. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because Shit. on the seventh, Joe Manchin came out and said that he uh, he was not going to approve her nomination because of her years of partisan activism, inflammatory statements online, and work with far-left groups. When asked about what inflammatory statements she made, he couldn't actually
1: think of anything. (laughs) My staff told me she made inflammatory statements. Mm
0: -hmm. And the work with far-left groups might mean, we're still trying to figure this out, but they think it was her being on the board of the EFF.
1: So what is the EFF, a far-left group?
0: Since Comcast and Verizon and everybody else told him it was.
1: Man, you can't approve her. She's an extremist. She believes in electronic freedom. Well, goddammit, Joe Manchin.
0: Yep. Well, her her you know, her withdrawal from her nomination, her statement, I love it, is when I accepted this nomination over sixteen months ago, I could not have imagined that the legions of cable and media industry lobbyists, their bought and paid for surrogates and dark money political groups with bottomless pockets would distort my over thirty year history as a consumer advocate into an absurd caricature of blatant lies.
1: But they did. Yep. That is a strong lobby.
0: Yep. Unrelenting dishonest and cruel attacks on my character and my career as an advocate for the public interest have taken an enormous toll on me and my family shit yep
1: that poor woman and her family Yep. and god damn it joe manchin and god damn it comcast
0: well also the fact that literally zero Repub- republicans are just in lockstep as they yep. always are
1: well, as they've been for the last sixteen years, mm-hmm. Newt Gingrich probably. I'm guessing would probably be yep. the last. Yeah, I mean, he was the one who did it. Yeah, right. He was the one who was like, "Nope, we gotta do anything to stop the left."
0: The start of the us versus them.
1: Yeah. Prior to that, people were willing to cross the aisle.
0: <clears> Not so much anymore. anymore. Unfortunately,
1: yeah. So, uh, so once other again, things that other yeah. things that have collapsed. Um. Or did you want did you want to do more on this? Well, just, just that the, we're we're deadlocked at two yeah, and two?
0: We're still deadlocked at two and two.
1: Two and a half years into a presidency? Yep. God damn. God damn. Yeah. Dislike. Yeah. Where's yeah. the dislike button, Andy?
0: <laughs> the voter's box.
1: Yeah. I don't vote for Joe Manchin. I don't vote for I state. know. Yep. <clears throat> I guess I could go volunteer there. <sighs>
0: Well, we do know somebody who lives in West Virginia.
1: In West Virginia? Mm-hmm. Hans? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, then.
0: Well, let's see. Other collapse. Um, multiple Eight. games have been canceled yeah. at TT uh-huh. Games.
1: Gasp. <clears throat> I don't know what TT Games is. Uh,
0: the Lego guys.
1: Okay. The, like, Lego Star Wars, Lego Batman, Lego...
0: Yep. What games did they cancel? Well, they were working on one for, mm-hmm. I do believe, four years that was supposed to be... A, is a, Internally, it was known as Project Malarkey.
1: You sure it was no, no. Project Marley?
0: Mar- yes, Marley. I can't okay. read.
1: Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, this does not say Malarkey. And four years would have been a long time before Joe Biden for them to start going <laughs> malarkey. I would have been very impressed.
0: Yep. Nope. This one with Project Marley. So it's.
1: It's Kingdom Hearts Lego. Yes. Without the Final Fantasy JRPG aspect.
0: Yes, it would have been just the... A parade of Disney. Yep, with Lego twist.
1: Yep.
0: Well, the problem was the fact that Gameloft came out with Disney Dreamlight Valley, uh, which launched back in early access back in September 2022. Um, That basically had the same idea, except there was no Lego twist to it. But it was still the Kingdom Hearts minus...
1: surprised that disney gave both of these the okay i feel like disney would have given like one of them the rights and then the other one would have been like we want to do this and disney would have been like ah these guys are already working on that apparently not nope apparently disney (laughs) told them both go for it whichever one of you wins wins fight for me yep to the death that's too bad i'm mm-hmm. sorry tt games so that one got canceled
0: uh looks like there was a guardians of the galaxy lego game that got canceled after 18 months of development uh God,
1: that's gotta suck
0: a non-lego shooter featuring warner brothers ips called project rainbow road um
1: i mean the yeah Although, I will say, something that I've learned from people who are in the video game industry, like, even when these are cancelled, like, that sucks. It sucks when things like this are cancelled. But, it's also not the end, in that, like, a lot of it is potentially reusable
0: could see that. Um, So a mobile port of Lego Worlds, supposedly a Mandalorian DLC for the Lego Skywalker Saga, and a new title based on Batman.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, if they've got DC rights.
0: Yeah. And it looks like there is a rumored Lego Harry Potter remake like they did for the (laughs) Skywalker Saga, which makes me want to really actually try out the Skywalker Saga because I played, I've played most of the Lego Star Wars games.
1: But Skywalker Saga was a full like update.
0: Yes. Selling 3.2 million copies in less than two weeks after launch.
1: That's a lot of copies.
0: Because it's a fun, they, they, those Lego games were fun. Ah.
1: Uh, I mean, I thought they were all right. I have other games that I'd rather spend my time on, and I do like Dwarves Dwarf <laughs> Fortress. I've sunk so much time in Dwarf Fortress already.
0: Mm. Oh, let's see what else. So uh,
1: I was I was going to comment because it's not on our topic list. Oh, that since okay. We're talking about things collapsing. There was the parking garage in Milwaukee. Did you hear about this? No. So oh, no. Wisconsin got a lot of snow.
0: Yes, yes, they did.
1: And when you have a parking garage that gets a lot of snow on it okay i mean it's designed to take that uh but when you start clearing off that snow and piling it up it has week to go after week yeah it has to go somewhere into a single pile week after week and that pile gets bigger and bigger and heavier uh eventually it just broke So hang on, I'll see if I can find the video of it for you. Uh, It narrowly missed a car. Parking garage near Trader's Joe's. Oh my goodness. Yes, in Bayshore. I've been in that parking garage multiple times and it just like exploded. Oh my. (laughs) You found the video? Yes. Yeah. Did you find the video from inside the garage?
0: Where it's just it just off screen, it just goes kaploosh.
1: Uh hang on. I don't think this one is off-screen. It's it yeah, it's just kind of barely off screen. Yeah. And it's just like all of a the sudden there's a mountain of snow.
0: Oh, there are two cars buried under there. Oh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no one was hurt.
0: Yes. The, the cars were empty, but still it's like, okay, I parked in that parking oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, uh, excuse me. How do I get to my car? <laughs> Hello, <laughs> please. All right, I'll I'll add I, that to the list of topics. I feel like
0: that's that's a perfect like comedy beat where you know the car thing is collapsed, and the guy walks up there with his jacket and his little car fob, and you just see him standing in front of that big pile of snow, and then he clicks. Beep, beep. <laughs> <And> just, <laughs> You just see you know little little flashes of the headlights through yep. the big have snow. You, have
1: you seen? There's actually a um, a commercial that is very similar to that, where it's like this guy comes out of his building in the morning. He lives in you know some inner city. Comes out of the building and his car is just completely frozen over, covered with snow. And so he proceeds to spend what appears to be like the next 15 minutes getting the the snow off of it, scraping the ice off of it. You know. He he slips and falls on the ice. He's like cleaning the the side view mirrors with a credit card so that he can get all the ice off of it. And then he's looking at it and he's all proud and like the car looks great. And he clicks the remote and the car in front of it beeps. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep. And then he looks between the two of them. What? Beep, beep. I don't remember what it's a commercial for, but it is I think it's for like a coffee company. Oh, Ford beep, beep.
0: actually released a fake commercial starring Brian Cranston, I do believe.
1: Ooh, I enjoy Brian Cranston. Uh,
0: Ford Woman's Day commercial.
1: How is it a fake commercial? Well,
0: they, they, they released a commercial for the explorer men's only edition yeah which um does not include anything invented by women ah so no turn signals no rearview mirror no gps
1: no heater apparently
0: yeah. yep yes explorer, the... explorer
1: men's only edition yes hmm. interesting <clears throat> and brian cranston stars in the commercial mm-hmm. that's that's fantastic or at least does the voiceover, yeah. apparently. Okay. <clears throat> what else we want to talk about? <clears throat> well,
0: we're just talking about failures. Um, Ooh, ouch. Yep. Okay. Uh, after a decade in development, Japan tried launching their H3 rocket Tuesday morning.
1: Oh, I heard about this. Oh. It go explode?
0: They couldn't get the second stage engine to light.
1: Oh, so it just goes splash.
0: Well, they blew it up.
1: So it go explode.
0: Yes. Why did they blow it up? Well, because it was not in any sort of stable orbit. The the second stage was not where it needed to be. So rather than having no idea of where it was going to land...
1: They're just like, nope, go boom. Yep. I feel like they could have tried to guide it down or something. Like
0: Nearly a decade and $1.5 billion developing the rocket. And
1: and how much was the payload
0: worth? Well, I think this was just a test flight. Uh, is there anything on the H-3? Uh,
1: well, I mean, either way, that is not great for the, the Japanese space program.
0: Yep, which a- I love.
1: We spent a lot of money and a lot of time building this, and it didn't work.
0: Yeah, um, which um, somebody pointed, I love the last paragraph in the article I linked on this. It said, that a fundamental problem with the booster is that even if it were to fly safely, the H3 rocket has no clear advantage over the Falcon 9, which now has a streak of more than 170 consecutive successful launches. The new H3 rocket is also fully expendable,
1: unlike the Falcon 9. people stop making one use rockets that time is gone yep if you are making one like single use rockets you better be making them really cheap oh oh here we
0: go okay the tuesday's debut flight of the hd rocket carried the advanced land observing satellite 3 for the japanese government it was lost
1: yeah i bet it was lost yeah well shit man that's just so it go boom yep japanese rocket go boom yep what's the next major launch do we we still don't have a timeline for spacex's orbital Nope.
0: they are prepping a lot down there mm-hmm.
1: Let's you see, know what would be really thoroughly amusing if spacex was like screw the orbital we're going to the moon <laughs> And they just took the, the, the Starship and just had it do a lunar flight.
0: That would be interesting.
1: I wonder if they could. They would be the first private company to do a lunar flyby, to my knowledge. Uh,
0: Elon Musk's latest quote says, Starship has a 50-50 chance of reading, reaching orbit on the first try.
1: Yep, that's a very expensive 50-50.
0: Yep. Uh, okay. Speaking at a Morgan Stanley Technology, Media, and Telecommunications conferences this week, Elon said the debut orbit the debut orbital launch of the next generation spacecraft will hopefully take place this month. What? How can it take place this, this month when they still have not gotten the approval from the
1: FAA? Because he's hoping that they'll get a, The minute they get approval from the FAA, they're going to schedule it. That's true. And they're going to schedule it for like three days from that point. Yeah. <clears throat> they're going to have everything ready for it. And I mean, they have the advantage, among other things, of being able to store their rocket fuel. For a long time. Yep. Methane is stable. Mm-hmm.
0: A lot, a lot more stable than hydrogen, and we've, as we found out. Mm-hmm. Or hydrazine. Yep. Uh, the big news out of the China space program is they built a storage tank. <laughs> okay. But it was a storage tank for the propellant for their CZ-9 rocket, which is the, I hate to say it, the Chinese version of Starship.
1: Oh, why do you hate to say it?
0: Because it's made out of stainless steel and is 10 meters in
1: diameter. Oh, so you're saying they stole the Starship?
0: Pretty much. This is. It's just slightly bigger. Spare, Starship is 9 meters in diameter. This one is 10 meters.
1: I mean... Good artist's copy. Yeah. Right. Or great artist's steal. Yeah. I don't know how the quote goes.
0: So they, yeah, they have they have been able to build the storage tank structure. So China's on their way of building their own <laughs> their own Chinese starship. So we'll see how this goes.
1: Well, anything to put us further into space.
0: Yep, and especially Chinese manufacturing has just. I hate to say it, that they are the manufacturers now.
1: Um, ooh, Quest price cuts.
0: Yes, on the Quest and the Quest. Two. Uh-huh. The Quest Pro, which launched at 1500, is now down to
1: 1000. That is still expensive. Yep. If I'm spending $1000 on a VR headset, I'm buying an Index. <laughs>
0: The 256 gigabyte Quest 2 is now down to 430. Uh, Which is
1: still higher than when it launched.
0: Yes, because the 128 gigabyte Quest 2 is at the 400 price point now. Oh. So the 256 gigabyte Quest 2 used to be, uh, I think, 500. So now it's down to 430. But still, yes, I see those. I'm like, oh, price cut. It's still a boatload of money,
1: yes, it's still really cool. I still enjoy having a quest. It's great for beat saber. Mm-hmm. It is cheaper to buy that for beat saber than to buy like a full playstation p s four p s v r system,
0: <laughs> which isn't isn't the v r system more expensive than the actual playstation?
1: uh at this point, probably.
0: When your accessory costs more than your main item, something is off. Yeah. Oh, um, I can no longer talk about the NPD numbers.
1: <gasps> really? Because? I mean,
0: well, because the NPD has rebranded itself. They so have...
1: we get a different numbers.
0: Circana. The what? Circana. C i r c a n a. Circana
1: or Circana?
0: I don't know if. It sounds like, like something that I will take for my ED. I don't actually have ED, I'm just
1: <laughs> <laughs> did, did Andy it, just say what Andy. No,
0: said? no, you're right. Yeah, no, no. This it sounds like some really weird pharmaceutical.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I was just Hey on.
0: Are you having trouble? I... No, okay, no, this would this would be more of like a sleep a sleeping pill. Is oh, it's the
1: circadian rhythm. Yeah. So right.
0: Circana would Circana. be Circana. Yep.
1: Are you having trouble sleeping? Try Circana. Yep. Oh my gosh.
0: Okay, so leveraging the vast data and expertise of its heritage firms, Circana tracks millions of products spanning categories across stores and countries with insights powered by the industry's most advanced technology platform, liquid data.
1: Liquid data?
0: Liquid data. That is a registered Blah. trademark.
1: So it's... Blah. 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 I have a really nasty taste in my mouth. I think it's liquid data.
0: <laughs> Not
1: a fan.
0: Talk to your doctor about sir. Talk to your doctor about Circana today, so you can get your daily amount of liquid data. Do you have low liquid data? Try Circana.
1: I still think it might be Circana. Well, they've only released it—a a written press release. If, if people don't know how to pronounce your company, <laughs> maybe you're taking it down the wrong lane.
0: Oh, um, HP. But Printer, it's also
1: a merger, right?
0: Yes, they. We had um, announced the merger back in. August. Yeah, August twenty twenty two. Information resources merged with NPD.
1: And so now that bigger company has rebranded yes. to Circana. Yep. Circana. Formerly I R I and N P D. Yep. Should send an email to Jennifer Chatlani.
0: How do you pronounce Chatlani.
1: It? I'm sorry, um quick quick question, is it Circana or Circana? Or Circana be part of the inner Circana. <laughs> So now it sounds like a cult.
0: <laughs> so yeah. HP printers, yeah, already had system set up where they would um you you know you would get your third party ink right you'd put it in your HP printer message and it would, would yell at you message would pop up and say hey we can't guarantee quality but uh-huh. you could still use it print. yes it would just nag you every single time you wanted to print going hey this is not HP ink. Right. We don't think you should use this. Right. Well, now, with a firmware update, um, they no longer show the can't guarantee quality message, but instead cancel your print completely until you insert an HP ink cartridge.
1: Oh. Does Epson do the same thing?
0: I don't know if it cancels your print job. I know I've got a Canon printer here that I've got third-party ink in, and they basically... They, yeah, they...
1: Epson printers uh, do not allow for third-party cartridge yields design for Epson firmware updates. Uh, your printer was designed to work only with genuine Epson ink cartridges, therefore some updates may affect the functionality of third-party ink. It used to just flat-out say Epson printers do not work with third-party ink cartridges. Except they do if you, like them.
0: Yeah. Um, I bought a third-party ink cartridge here for the <laughs> Canon, like I said. And um, the cartridge, I think it was a cartridge world, literally gave me, you know, in the in the package it was, uh, oh, this is a Canon printer? Do this to get your ink cartridge to work. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Granted, now I'm trying to remember the last time I actually printed something here. Mainly we just use it as a scanner.
1: Because mm-hmm. why would you print things at home? <laughs> that's true what what are you printing
0: trying to think what was the last time I actually printed something uh, oh oh like, we well, uh,
1: used to have to print like maps off of mapQuest
0: yes no um, I think if if I literally open up the lid on the scanner right now there will be a medication form that we have to fill out anytime we want the daycare for Megan to give any sort of medication during the day. So it's literally in that thing there, and we just basically hit copy, and it will print us another form, so we can fill out the form rather than trying to get them to, you know, ask for the form and blah 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 blah. Yeah, I do believe that is the last thing I have printed out of this printer.
1: I printed something from my printer. I know I've printed something, I just don't remember what.
0: I can tell you the last thing I printed for my work printer, but that was a work thing.
1: I'm sure. Uh, I'll tell you what I printed the last thing at work sure go ahead what's yours
0: uh i printed a 75 page manual for one of the pieces of equipment because it only was a pdf form and i'm like well shoot there is very sketchy internet out at the transmitter site so i'd you rather want a hard copy i want a hard copy so yes I pr- i printed it out i three-hole punched it i put it in a binder good for you yes no it's it's it looks legit which is good
1: one of my coworkers was giving a presentation to the team about a thing that he had been working on, and he filled the presentation with like memes and jokes. One of which was, one of the introductory slides was a quote that he attributed to himself. <laughs> And did it like an inspirational quote with like a background sunset beach shot, except he intentionally pulled the shot from like Getty images with the stock footage watermarks on it as the joke right like all of this is part of the joke so he had sent that to me to be like haha isn't this funny and i'm like that hurts like that just that hurts my eyes and he's like that's the point i'm like fine i printed that slide and framed it (laughs) and gave it to him so that he could have it in his office
0: that's that's
1: good and what's really funny is i know at least one other person on my team listens to this hi francis um god damn hp mm-hmm. god damn hp like give them the the blade, razor sell them the blades
0: Yep. which i've now just gone and bought the um what what am i harry's harry's blades i, I picked them up at costco
1: yeah it's
0: way cheaper than the gillette blades
1: you know it's even cheaper
0: safety razor
1: nope even
0: cheaper not shaving not shaving <laughs> I tried Go that. Go for the beard. I've, I tried that. I, tr- it was November, what, two years ago? Yeah. Cause it was no shave November, right? So right, right after Halloween, I shaved everything down, buzzed okay. my head, you know, bicked my head all the way down, shaved yeah. all my facial hair. And I'm like, all right, I'm just not going to touch it. I got three weeks, three weeks without shaving yeah. and I, I just couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. It just didn't feel right. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God, I need to get this off my face. Get it off my face. Get it off my face. Get it off my face.
1: <laughs> Try again. No, don't. Nope. Um, Kate me, said if, was... if
0: I had gone any longer, she would have just, just shaved me in my sleep. <laughs>
1: Um that's fantastic. For me it was just the pandemic and just like I'm not going anywhere. I'll just let it grow. Like no one's mm-hmm. seeing me except Laura and Laura does not mind my beard. So I'll just let it grow.
0: All right. Anything else you want to hit on this list?
1: Oh no, I think that's probably I'm scared to see Starbucks NFTs.
0: Oh, 2000 NFTs sold in 20 minutes, each priced at $100.
1: Why?
0: It was part of the Starbucks Odyssey, which is their new membership program. Question. Yes.
1: NFTs rely on blockchain. Yes. If everyone involved in like the crypto mining. Like let's say that Someone decided, you know what no we're we're just kind of done, and like everyone just turned off their computers. What happens? I don't know I don't either, <laughs> but it's a little worrisome, isn't it? uh-oh, did I lose you? No,
0: I'm just trying to think oh. of what would happen." You're-
1: i I broke your brain and you're just sitting there thinking yeah no that's uh okay i i think that's it yeah anything else you want to talk about that
0: was a bit ridiculous yeah two thousand nfts in 20 minutes as part of their rewards program purchasing an nft gives members additional points that they can use to level up their tier
1: gross 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 stop it just stop it no, bad Starbucks. Bad. Which is,
0: which is really funny because the 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 rewards do not actually include coffee. free coffee.
1: <laughs> Wasn't Starbucks CEO just in front of Congress for something?
0: I don't know. I only go to Sar- Starbucks one time a year, and free that is on birthday? my
1: birthday because Would they give you a free coffee. Free coffee. Okay,
0: that is it. Last time I went there, though, the barista was like, oh, you're going to do a little dance for your free coffee? And I said, nope. no, can I have my free coffee? <laughs> the poor
1: barista. Why is she making me – she's literally making me dance. Dance, monkey dance. You're making yeah. her give you a free coffee. Did you tip her? Yes. Okay. Then she shouldn't have made you dance.
0: Well, she didn't give me my coffee yet. The tip jar is over by the, you know, the pickup section. Yeah. Of course, I always tip the coffee baristas.
1: Good. I don't, but that's because I buy coffee at work and there's there's no tip jar at work. It wouldn't make sense. They get paid by the same people I do. Mm-hmm. And they get paid a lot. So no, no tip jar. Yep. All right. I think that's the randoms then? Brings us to the randoms? It
0: brings us to the randoms, yes.
1: Brings us to the randoms, the randoms. Random review. It is my yes, review.
0: It is your review.
1: I ooh, I've tempted to call an audible because I <laughs> always do. I always do. I know know you do. do. I know you do. Because I get you prepared for one review, and then I'm like, aha! I review something else. I'm going to review the Magnus Metal Desk with Magnetic Ecosystem by Secret Lab. Okay, so it's a desk. It's a desk. It is a desk that has been sitting in my living room in the package for a year. (laughs) Okay. At least. But it is no longer in my living room in the package. Both of them, because I ordered two, are upstairs in the office, fully assembled. So
0: I'm guessing this is, it's a magnet, or it's a metal desk. And so it is
1: a metal, it is a fucking heavy metal desk. Oh. Not, not to be compared with a heavy metal desk. (laughs) which would be made of, like, tungsten? Lead? I don't know. Or, like, have logos of various bands on it? Yeah. No, you're... this is just a heavy desk made of metal.
0: Yeah, no, we, uh, we had some of the old, was an, I think it was an eight-foot folding table that uh, we had at work that was made entirely out of metal and, um, inch-thick MDF, yep. that thing freaking weighs a ton. So I have a feeling yep. that this one, yes, would also be...
1: Well, it, it does not weigh a ton, I, I will tell you that. But it does weigh, all packaged up in the box, 92 pounds. Oh, the desk has a 220 pound limit for stuff being put on top of it which is a fair amount it means that i could like lay on the desk no problem Mm -hmm. um so it's it's pretty sturdy it is shockingly easy to put together um it was i i can speak a lot to the like assembly process it's a desk like it it functions as a desk it has desk like things um it actually has a it's a very well designed desk when you're. dealing with what it's intended for, which is a, like, computer station. So yeah,
0: I'm looking at the add-ons here, and these are actually pretty good.
1: Right. But, like, the, the thing that you don't even think about, like, there's just a trough at the back of the desk for cable management. So you can actually push the desk all the way against the wall, or in my case, against another version of the desk, because the cables that you would run, that normally would run behind the desk, actually run down into that trough, and then from there can run off to the side. Nice. Right? Yep. Uh, the back has a a little hinge to lift up and put down so that, like, you can access the wires and the stuff in there. Um, assembling it, the whole thing comes flat-packed, and it took 28 screws. That's That's it. That's not bad at all. 28 screws to assemble a desk. It is large and heavy, uh, but it feels comfortable. So there's a, like, you can purchase, I guess you don't have to purchase, but you can purchase a magnetic faux leather cover for the desk. And it's, it's just this giant pad and it just, it feels nice. Um, it, what else, what else should I say about it? I will say we ordered two of them. One of them, the leg did not fit into the slot that the leg was supposed to fit into. So it required a bit of percussive persuasion. Yep. Which is to say I folded a piece of cardboard a couple times and then I hit it with a hammer until it went in. But it worked and it went in and it actually still looks pretty nice. And like you can't tell that I smashed it with a hammer a couple times. This was the second one that we built and Laura came upstairs going like, you didn't have to hammer the first one. What the hell is going on? Because the second one was also hers. Mm. (laughs) So she was very nervous about it. Um, They're really cool. The accessories are great. A little pricey. The desk is a little pricey. The desk is a lot pricey. For for a desk, yes. For a, like, non-moving, regular desk. The desk is, in fact, very pricey.
0: I'm just thinking of the desk that I built at work. Yeah? Which was built out of some 2x4s, 4x4s, four and half-inch MDF. Yeah? That I all picked up at Menards. Okay.
1: For... I think 50 bucks. This is more than 10 times that. Yep, uh, The base level of this desk with none of the extra stuff is like $550. And that's not including the mat that goes on top of it.
0: I'm just trying to think if I could. Okay, so it's actually just steel clad MDF as the tabletop. So I'm trying to think if you could just basically get a sheet of steel and somehow just glue it to my tabletop.
1: And then you'd have a magnetic ecosystem. Yeah. You you could do that. Is that what this is?
0: That's what it's. I'm looking at the. The, the specs. Yeah. Construction. Tabletop. Uh, yeah, MDF tabletop,
1: MDF with steel. steel. Rear yep. cover. MDF with steel. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you can buy just steel sheets at like Home Depot. Mm-hmm. You glue it. Nothing. You could just screw it on. Well, yes. But then uh, you would have the. You'd have. If I wanted it. If you wanted, if wanted it nice and flat and smooth, yeah, yeah, you'd glue it on. But there's glue that bonds to steel.
0: Yeah, I I know. I get to play with all this stuff now. Yeah. Oh, God. I forgot to tell you that we, um, Friday, we had a um, snowstorm Thursday night into Friday morning. Yep. One of our transmitter sites, power went out. Um, sometime during the power outage, um, we have a generator out there because we do. Um, the generator and the transmitter, something they were not communicating correctly, so that... <laughs> The Circuit breaker blew on the transmitter. So I had to walk a mile because there's the road was literally 8 to 12 inches of snow. Yep, And it was a private you know drive, so there's no plow. So I had to walk all the way out there just to basically flip the circuit breaker. But while I was out there, I got to um, – I'm like, well, shoot. I know there's no power out here, <clears throat> so I will um, – I'll just start working on get, gutting some of the electrical stuff here that's been around for the longest time. I open up the circuit breaker panel, and there's a bunch of wires in there that are wired. Are nutted together and then go to the other circuit breaker panel. It's just, some of these things mm. are just, oh,
1: mm.
0: yeah. Mm. So I just, I just closed up that circuit breaker panel and went, I'm just going to deal with that later. So yes, assembly and disassembly and all that other fun stuff now is just interesting. Later, I'm going to be mounting three-inch size, uh, yeah, three-inch in diameter coax cable to a wall. We'll see how that goes. But yes, no, I get to to figure out all the, how to connect things to masonry and wood and steel now. There's lots of ways
1: to do it, but you always just got
0: to figure out what's the best way
1: to do it. Right. Well, with MDF and a piece of steel, (laughs) you could have this table. Honestly, what I would probably do is drill into the MDF and put some magnets and like glue the magnets in so that the steel on top was just magnetically held to it.
0: Oh, maybe. I've got enough hard drive magnets. I could probably do something with those.
1: (laughs) Ooh, those are pretty strong.
0: Yes. Yes, they are.
1: I gave you all of my spare hard drives.
0: Yep. And they are uh, partially disassembled and partially in a bin.
1: Okay. I was gonna say like I need a, a strong magnet for a thing and like oh I could just nope I gave mine to Andy
0: but you so, you're, you're like have you have you actually sat and everything set up yet or
1: uh not everything okay it it would be but I had to record a podcast that so my podcast. chair and my computer are still downstairs Oh. but there's a whole day tomorrow yeah so maybe possibly I have to think about it I have to I have to play around with the screens and where I want the screens. We're also trying to play around with, like, where the desks are in the room, because we used to have our computers facing away from each other against the outer walls. And now we're trying to, like, what if we put the, the desks back to back so that, like, we were facing each other? Ours are side to side. Side to side is is another possibility. Yeah, so... Uh, Yeah, because it's 27 and a half. No, I need the 59 inches. So 59 inches is four... No, yeah, five feet, right? 60 inches is five feet. They're five feet across. The room is 12 feet wide. So they would be like almost touching but it's a thought it's something Mm -hmm. we're thinking about we're playing around with it we're not sure yet
0: it's a neat idea though with the fact that you know there's been countless times when i've been working with the furniture at work because i have to deal with audio cables computer cables power cables Mm -hmm. all that there's a lot of cables Mm -hmm. you know
1: it's nice to have that channel to just like throw them in the back
0: well that and being magnetic is okay i can mount this here or i can mount this here or maybe it Works for here, but now it doesn't work anymore. And they sell
1: devices to wrangle cables.
0: Yep. So, So, yeah. Neat idea.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I could do that. Really, you just need a steel plate and like, you you don't even need to do the whole table.
0: Nope. Just part of it. Yeah.
1: All right. Random topic, which you did not send to me, but you did tell me what it was. Okay. Yes. Yes. Random topic.
0: Random topic rolled ahead of time. What trait do you fear passing on to your children? Gluten
1: intolerance.
0: Ooh, that's, yep. Done. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) Dave nailed it on the first try. Yep. Top answers are on the board. Number one answer. What trait do I fear passing on to my children?
1: I mean, it's a little late. Well, no, because they're they're still malleable. (laughs) They're still developing. Right. But like, I mean, depending on your like nature nurture thing, even with nature nurture, Isaac's five. Yep. Almost six. Almost he's in, six. He's yeah, in kindergarten,
0: like, so there's stuff now that I'm just like, "How did you even?" Was there's, this a, there's some
1: fundamental stuff that like it's gonna be too late. Yeah,
0: there's some. You know, like I said, there's stuff he's picked up at school, and I'm just like, "Oh, I have I have no control over that anymore, do I?" Nope. So I'm sorry you were saying. Well, no, it's just the the one thing that always, you know, always keeps on reminding me of this all the time is the fact that my just lack of i'm more of a reactionary person than a proactionary person
1: proactive
0: proactive person yes i'm more reactive than proactive mm-hmm. which is fine for you know like 90 of my job is hey transmitter's off the air okay i have to react to that but then there are times when i just like sit down and go okay there is no pressing matter at hand what do yeah and then you know two hours later i'm like oh shoot where did the time go? So yes, being more proactive would always be something that I'm trying to, you know.
1: Yeah. To, uh, to... Unfortunately, a number of your friends are also very like reactive, not proactive. Yep, Kate's the so same way as well. It it makes trips to Manasea. That I think is probably the like, the one part that is like almost painful of the like, what do you guys want to do for dinner? I don't know. Yes,
0: there is there are times. Because Kate and I are so easygoing, there are times where it's like, okay, you know, when we do the book club, we always go out, we always get something to eat for dinner, so we don't yep. have to, you know, worry about, yeah, we don't have to cook. And it's and it's a, you know, it's like a little special reward for going, yay, we finished the book. Yay! Um, we actually, Kate found this, I think at the dollar store. It is a six-sided die, but each side is blank, and each side is dry erase marker, <laughs> a nice. dry erase marker thing friendly yes so you can write whatever you want on the six sides of the die and you roll it and you just take whatever comes up yep yep so we've done that we've written down six of, you know six restaurants that we want to go to or try out or whatever and you would just literally go okay what do we want to eat for dinner i don't know roll the die roll the die go okay, okay tonight is your bellies or nice. you know fiesta burrito Zingos, you know all our things are on there. It's like okay, we can do that. Sometimes though, you know, it's just like the thing where it's like the coin flip, where you can flip the coin and be like, oh, it came up heads. Well, I don't really want it to be
1: heads. Well, then clearly you had a want.
0: Yep. It was just, it just didn't. You didn't feel it until you were faced with that decision and go, you know what? Maybe, maybe tonight's not pizza night.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Reroll it.
0: Yep. So cool. Yes, more. more proactive than reactive is what I'm going to go with. Okay,
1: so you want more proactivity. You're worried that... Okay, got it. Cool.
0: So that is my answer, but I still think, Dave, you win on this one.
1: (laughs) Easy answer.
0: Yep. And on that note, uh, that's a wrap. This This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us can find us on twitter at rapodcast or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net thank you for listening